0: you may be seated in his presence may people glorify god in your life Amen. in the mighty name of jesus Amen. paul said in galatians 1 he said those who never have seen my face began to say he who once persecuted this way is now preaching the gospel he tried to destroy and they glorify god Amen. the reason god wants you to do good works is so that It's not that you become chairman launching, uh, chairman chief launcher. No. The men will see your good works and they will conclude this is not man. (laughs) And they will give all the glory to God. Can I hear amen? Amen. All right. Proverbs chapter number four beginning from verse number one. (laughs) Proverbs chapter four beginning from verse one to six. Hear, my children, the instruction of a father, and give attention to no understanding. For I give you good doctrine, do not forsake my law. When I was my father's son, you see, he would not have a right to teach his sons if his father has not taught him. Exactly. Uh, that's why they say in Yoruba, that's why they say, Even if there is no written history, there must be oral history delivered from generation to generation so that you know the value system of your family. Not from Google. Google is not bad, but what did your parents teach you? I wrote a whole book dedicated to my mother, the woman who saw the future. Valuable lessons my mother taught me. If you have not taken anything from home, In the house of Laban, Jacob said, The fear of my father, Isaac. Let me read. When I was my father's son, tender, and the only one in the sight of my mother, he also taught me and said to me, Let your heart retain my words, keep my commands and lead. Get wisdom, get understanding. Do not forget, not turn away from the words of my mouth. Verse 6, ready, read. Do not forsake her and shall desire you. Love will you. This morning we are back to our unfinished business. The last segment of the series titled, Hear My Children, The Instruction of Your Father. You will recall that towards the tail end of last year, 2018, I gave you two sound instructions leaving the last one out till now. In the first instruction, I dare you to dream, and I show you how to. And if you are not here then, you need to get it to you because this will not benefit you except you start with us from the beginning. I dare you to dream and show you how to. In the second instruction, I told you to prepare, now. Today's instruction is also very simple. Are you ready for it? Say to your neighbor, identify your opportunities and system. I can't hear you. I cannot hear you well. This is loaded. Uh, how does Pastor Bang say this is critical? It's huge. Humongous. Critical. Okay. This is loaded. I do not need to emphasize why you have to dream first and then prepare before you can identify your opportunities. It is commonsensical. The breakthroughs always happen when opportunity meets preparation. You can go back into the archives and ask them to give you the tape of the series preached over 20 years ago. The best dreams come to pass when you are awake. (laughs) The best dreams come to pass when you are awake. And by God's grace, next Sunday... The only the goals and strategies 2018 Another combined service I will show you that The best way to predict the future Is to create it yeah. Yeah. See that we the best, way? the best way To predict the future, to predict the future. Is to create, it. to create it You say how can I do that You are created in this image And after it's likeness Have you heard that as you lay your bed, so you lie on it. The best way to predict the future is to create it. How does one identify his opportunity? And how does one seize that opportunity? To answer those two questions, let us begin our exploration this morning by examining the law of opportunity. Tell your neighbor. The law, of the, law. the law of opportunity. The law of opportunity litters the entire Bible, but can only be discovered by the designing. In summary, this law simply states that everyone, male or female, young or old, rich or poor, educated or illiterate everyone at some point in his or her life we have the chance or the opportunity to go ahead in life i'm not sure you heard that yeah. but everyone at some point in his or her lifetime we have the chance or the opportunity To get ahead In life Uh, Do you really Capture that Let's look in the scripture Ecclesiastes chapter 9 Verse number 2 Ecclesiastes 9 Verse number 2 Please pay attention (laughs) All things come alike to Oh no I can't hear you All things come alike to all. One event happens to the righteous and the wicked, to the good, the clean, and the unclean, to him who sacrifices and him who does not. (laughs) Now, you, you can pontificate and say, Righteousness is supposed to give me an. Over those who are not righteous, you'll be right. But in natural life, in this fallen world, bad things happen to good people. And those who choose to be righteous must be ready to pay the price for their righteousness because the world system will bypass you and promote the crooked. And then, if you are not really, really Operating from a deep-seated conviction. You will abandon your righteousness. Let's read that one more time again. Ecclesiastes 9.2. Ready? Read. All things come alike to all. One event happens to the righteous. Do you you notice it? One. One event happens to the righteous and the wicked. To the good. The clean. And the unclean. To him who sacrifices And him who does not sacrifice Okay Let's add today's Ecclesiastes 9.11 Ecclesiastes 9.11 Ready read I returned and saw under the sun That the race is not to the swift Nor battle to the strong nor bread to the wise, nor riches to men of understanding, nor favor to men of skill. (laughs) Give it to me in NIV. Let me clear these preliminaries, then we go for the jugular vein of this message. NIV. (laughs) I have seen something else under the sun. The race is not to the swift, or the battle to the strong, nor does food come to the wise, or wealth to the brilliant, or favor to the learned. But time and chance. <laughs> food does not come to the wise, wealth does not come to the learned. You say I'm a learning fellow, go to Unisha, they will buy you and your certificate. main <laughs> market. I'm not kidding. Those guys will hang their certificates on the wall MBA, MBC, MSC. They hang it there. They're traders, born traders, and they know how to generate wealth. Go do yanga for them. Now, is it fair? That all things happen to all. The rain that has fallen has allowed the dove and the chicken to be gathered together in the same cage. Matthew chapter 7. Let me take one more scripture from the New Testament and then we can roll. Matthew chapter 7, from verse 24. Please pay attention. Matthew 7, 24 to 27. (laughs) Therefore, whoever hears these sayings of mine and does them, I will liken him to a wise man who built his house on the rock. And the rain descended, the floods came, the winds blew and beat on that house. And it did not fall, for it was founded on the... Okay. But everyone who hears these sayings of mine and does not do them, the same event will happen to them. <laughs> will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. And the rain? The floods, The winds? And beat on that? And, and great was it. One verse in Luke 6: Great was his ruin. The rain, the floods, the winds affect everyone. But some have sound foundations and structures, and others do not. These teachings of Solomon in Ecclesiastes and that of the Lord Jesus Christ. In the passage just read, one of the bad weather, crisis, calamities, opportunities, and changes in scenario affect everyone. Some will have the emotional, intellectual, financial, and relational foundations to weather the storms and others we not. The sun rises <laughs> and the rain falls on who? Everyone. Some are prepared for it and others are not. The Yoruba say, don't be angry if I keep on saying Yoruba say. Say your own proverb. When is your turn to preach? I offer Wo. If I call sing para that if you are inside examination hall and you are answering a question every time you are looking up the answer is not up it's supposed to be here. <laughs> preparation will determine your response to issues in life. Ologbangkole, sorrya kwata. Ologbangkole, There is no point praying against storms of life. Oh Lord, don't let this storm come. You are foolish. Check your foundation. Check your structure. Because it's natural for the storms to come. For the rain to fall to check your covering. For the winds to blow to check your structure. And for the storms to arise to check your foundation. Ishweren kholle, sorry yore. Ishweren kholle, sorry yore. O jora ikun, o miside. O jora ikun, o miside. Ile ashivere. I was at a function yesterday with Mrs. B, a retired AIG, who served meritoriously for 35 years, was having a Thanksgiving service, and we were there. And Chief doing? ran towards him and said, come come, I've been looking for you. I need to introduce you to this man. And I, I said, I know him, I've greeted him. It was Chief Razak Okoya. He said, at 4.30 p.m. every Sunday without fail. He will pick his phone He say, where are you? The man is coming on at five o'clock, we must watch it. He said, this is the only church I attend every Sunday. I was Chief Razak Okoya, and I know uh, we are going to put in the sickle, because as they are receiving that word, he's doing something on the inside of them, and you can't keep it in you for too long, before it will arrest you, before it will do a change in your life. Listen to me, friends, we are going beyond the city, we are going to the clouds. Yes. Wherever everyone is that matters, we will reach them at their doorstep amen. with the word of God and with those the Lord. Can I hear amen? Yes. What are you building your life, your marriage, your business, your career on? Sand, humanistic philosophies, human ideas, or the solid word of God. Let me put this. In another way, for clarity's sake, although we are all affected by our social lives, our economic background, do you understand me? We are all affected by our social or economic background. We are all affected by whether we had access to education or not. We are all affected by culture and family background. We're all affected by it. But one beautiful thing about life is that you can rewrite your story. (laughs) You can rewrite your story. Do you understand me? Tell your neighbor you can rewrite your story. (laughs) If I listen to my mother, I obeyed her in respect of everything. But if I listen to one instruction she gave me, we both have died in poverty. July 13, 1973, I packed my suitcase, it's not a suitcase, it's a portmanteau. We call it portmanteau back then. It's lying there in the museum. Two trousers, three shirts, two pairs of trousers, three shirts, one Apollo 11 black shoe, I bought it from, from Bata, and then one brown from Leonard's. it's called Knight of Paris. That was my athlete possession with one shilling three pence. My mother cried all night, don't go to Lagos, you are going to suffer. I've gotten a job for you at the post office. You understand me? Stay with me. They will entreat you. I can see the suffering. I have not read the Bible, but none of these things move me. As far as I'm concerned, others were going to London. I was coming to Lagos to prosper. <laughs> Did I suffer? Yes. yes. They said you are wise and you have not suffered. Which school did you go? In much wisdom is much sorrow. We all have different backgrounds, but we can rewrite our story. If you are satisfied with your life, then there's no need to change. But if you are not, while we are alive, we still have the opportunity to change course. Solomon's statement is true. Time and opportunity come to all. Whoever wins the race, wins the medal. To the victor, go the spoils. They are not going to give the medal just for participation. <laughs> there are many 1 Corinthians chapter 9 that run in a race only one obtain the crown run in such a way that you may obtain the medal goes to the winner to the victor go the spoils therefore Success will only come to those who, when their own time and chance happen, they make the most of their opportunities. Those who seize opportunities are more likely to fulfill their dreams. Please bear in mind that this law of opportunity does not promise that everyone will have the same type of opportunities all the time. Mm -mm -mm -mm. But everyone will have a fair share. We cannot assume that everyone will have the same sort of opportunities. Unfortunately, life is not as simple as just choosing to be rich or successful. Not quite. You can't just wake up in the morning and say, I'll be rich and do nothing about it and just confess it and you become rich if that is a possibility there are many billionaires in this room say with me I'll be rich I'll be be wealthy I'll be be powerful (laughs) people's accomplishments in life Depend on a number of circumstances Some as a result of your personal choices Others are outside of your control (laughs) However No matter what There is always something You and I can do To move forward in life 1967. I was brought to Jabba Street, East Ibutemeta, to learn carpentry. Because there was no money to continue my secondary school education. And they said it's better to learn some trade and skills. So they brought me to this furniture factory. Less than a week that I became apprentice. Our boss sent Sunday, I'll never forget his name, to go buy rice from Mama Shegum. To buy rice, sixpence. Beans three pence. Meat, three pence. Sunday got there and bought beans, six pence. Rice, three pence. Meat, three pence. Somehow it didn't get the instruction well. Then it got in and a guy saw it and said, what did I ask you to buy? He said, I told you rice, six pence. Beans, three pence. Meat, three pence. But you have messed up, remove your clothes. And the guy removed his shirt and your guy took saw. You know what he calls? And there was little blood coming out. I asked Sunday, I said, what happened? Sunday said, that's a punishment when you don't get it right. In the night I took my buyrope and left a note. Don't look for me I'm not lost. (laughs) I've gone back to where I came from. (laughs) Do you understand me? Because I will not let anybody beat me like that. I went back home and I said, Mama, no matter what it will take, I'll go to school. I will go and be a slave somewhere, but I'll go to school. And I began to give myself to labor. Have you considered... One of the sons of of Jacob, he said, he saw that rest was good. He put his shoulder to labor. 67, no school. 68, no school. I was earning two shillings per day from fetching water 64 times every day. It's already known to you. By the time I stepped into secondary school in 1969, my classmates were in form four. My classmates in primary school. But here I am today. <laughs> I am what I am by the grace of opportunities will happen to all. Circumstances that are negative will happen to all. How you respond to them will determine whether you succeed in life or fail. I can conclude that, okay, they brought me here. I have to stay here. God used that occasion to send me package. I thank God for that man who beat that boy. I want you to write this down and not forget it. Your success in life does not depend on the number of chances you get. Your success in life does not depend on the number of chances you get, but on the ones you take. Your success in life does not depend on the number of chances you get, but on the ones you take. And for the ones you take, you must be willing to pay the price. You must be willing to pay the price and expend the time as well as the efforts necessary to maximize them to your own advantage. For the ones you take, you must be willing to pay the price and expend the time as well as the efforts necessary to maximize them to your own advantage. To drive my points on this morning. I will use three distinguished biblical personalities to illustrate this message. These distinguished personalities were promoted in life simply because they seized their different opportunities having adequately prepared for them. I want you to write down this text of scripture. For your devotion and Bible study. For Joseph, I want you to write down Genesis 41, verse 1 to 16. Is the first personality. I want you to write down Genesis 41, 1 to 16. For David, for David, the Swiss service of Israel, the warrior, the king, the prophet, and the priest. Write down for Samuel 17. For Samuel 17, 12 to 37. For Samuel 17, verse 12 to 37. And for Daniel, the scholar, the intellectual. Please write Daniel chapter 2, verse 1 to 13. Daniel 2, 1 to 13. Daniel 2, 14 to 23. Daniel 2, 14 to 23. Daniel 2, 27 to 28. Same chapter. 1 to 13, 14 to 23, 27 to 28. And verse 46 to 49 of the same chapter. Daniel 2, 1 to 13, 14 to 23, 27 to 28. And 46 to 49. One constant factor in the three passages just read or just given to you is clear. Joseph, David, and Daniel prepared before the opportunities showed up. Joseph, David, and Daniel, all three prepared themselves before the opportunities showed up and each of them sees his own opportunity. Let's begin with Joseph. Joseph interpreted whose dream? Pharaoh's dream. Was that what made him the prime minister of Egypt and second in command to Pharaoh? It wasn't the interpretation of the dream. It was the blueprint for economic survival that he brought out of the interpretation. Then he advised Pharaoh to select a wise and discerning man. Who could execute the blueprint? (laughs) Who do you think Pharaoh selected? Pharaoh had gathered all the magicians, all the astrologers to tell him the interpretation of the dreams. They couldn't. The butler then remembered The young Hebrew boy in in prison. And they brought him before Pharaoh. The same man was full of himself now stood before Pharaoh. Pharaoh said, I understand you can interpret dreams. And he said, God will give Pharaoh an answer of peace. So his imprisonment is not solitary confinement, it's solitary refinement. Every I, me, mean mind, myself, died in that prison. And by the time he gave the interpretation, he didn't say, since I gave you the interpretation and the blueprint, nobody can do it like me. He said, let Pharaoh look for and find a wise and designing man who can execute this. Pharaoh said, they look with me. You think I'm stupid? All these kangaroo magicians. That I gathered here who could not even interpret the dream. By your word, Mm. the whole of Egypt will be ruled. How about David? Uh, let Let me read a portion of this. In Genesis 41 about Joseph. I'll read just a little portion. Verse 32. Genesis 41 verse 32. And the dream was repeated to Pharaoh twice because the thing is established by God, and God will shortly bring it to pass. How did he know that? How did he know that? If there was no training, I mean, look, you can't just talk anyhow. People will know that it's empty gas that is coming out of your mouth. Yes. By the time he finished analyzing and interpreting the dream and then brought the blueprint of how to save in the years of plenty so that when the famine will come, they will not be in want. Pharaoh said, you are the man for the job. I keep on telling you, and you are yet to get it, that I don't have to be part of any political party or go look for war chest, filthy money, to contest the election to run the affairs of this nation. You will be witnesses when it happens. Yeah. Keep on shouting your amen, whether you mean it or not. It has happened before. It's about to happen again. Yeah. Kuba-gira-gira. Kuba-gira-gira. Nehemiah was a butler, next moment he was governor. Joseph was a prisoner, next moment he was prime minister. Esther was a beauty contestant, next moment she was queen. Can I continue with the list? Eh, hey, well, that's Bible days. Dad, you don't know more than Bible, you're afraid. Gerald Ford was not Richard Nixon's vice-president. Vice president. Something happened to, Gerald Ford, to Richard Nixon's vice-president, he was tear down, and Gerald Ford was taken to be vice-president. And then Nixon went to Watergate, and then he was removed, he resigned. And then Gerald Ford, without election, <laughs> became president. By means of strength shall no man prevail. Say with me, You know, I became a threat to so many people, especially in the Southwest, I've not mentioned their names. One of them said, all that we have labored for in our life, we've spent billions. They came to offer you in your house and you are still telling them, let me pray about it. Because in quietness and confidence shall be your strength. The race is not to the swift, the battle is not to the strong, but you must know when your time and chance had come, and you see it with both hands. Can I hear? Amen. How about David? David did not show up on the battlefield on that fateful day to take on Goliath. David was not part of the army. He was too young to join the military. His three older brothers were in the army. All that David was sent to do was to deliver groceries to his brothers, check their welfare, and give some things to the captain of his brothers. It was while he was there delivering... (laughs) groceries, that Goliath showed up as he has done for the past 40 days. Giving them seminar on fear, morning and evening, and nobody said he preached for too long. Hello somebody. He said, look, let us settle this once and for all. We don't all need to fight this battle. Give me one man. If he kills me, we all become your servant. If I kill him, you all become our servant. You do not believe in the power of the majority of one, but God does. God does. You are yet to find out what God would do with a man who is totally yielded to him. This guy did not come to fight. He did not come for campaign. He just came to deliver groceries. And Goliath did what he was getting away with before. And David said, Who is this uncircumcised Philistine? Define the armies of the God of Israel. And we go and fight him. Whenever it is time to seize your opportunity, get ready for your brothers to speak against you. By the grace of God, the leverage I have in the polity today was because I seized the opportunity in 2011. And whether you like it or not, it is no longer a difficult thing for a Christian, a pastor, Become a vice president in Nigeria, it's it is now acceptable. It was fought badly, and my brothers are the ones speaking. Eliab said, I know the nothingness of your heart. Oh, he's still jealous over the anointing service that took place at home. I love what David did. He looked at him, he said, Is there not a cause? If your own life has no purpose, mine has. Is there not a cause? Am I just designing to go and fight this battle? Or is it because there is a purpose here? Can you see this uncircumcised Philistine, defying the armies of the God of Israel? Do you want me to just hold my peace? And I began to talk, what shall be done to the man who takes on this giant? And they were relaying the same fact. Tax exemption, you will not pay tax in Israel anymore. The king will put you in a place of honor. And guess what? He has even added another thing. She that girl that was next to the king. The last parade. That babe. You tempt a teenager with a girl. And David. There was. Okay. I have to be careful. Because it was ingrained in him. He was a woman's man. At the age of 30, he already has six wives. I'm not giving you license to go and do what David did. You need to look at the consequences of moral tumble in his life and learn from it. You can join the same bandwagon if you want your first son to your second son to kill your first son, if you want your daughter raped, because they don't talk about all those. Consequences when you are going to run into it. I said, David did it, I'll do it. Uh-huh. You will you learn your lessons the hard way. God forbid. Are you listening to me? Yes, okay. When David heard the terms, eventually they brought it before the king. Listen to this very carefully. David was not part of the army. But if they had read his CV, when they were looking for someone to play the harp, they said it was a man of war. So what battle was he fighting? The Lord was training him on the backside of the desert. Do you understand me? He said, he has trained my fingers to battle and my hands for war. By bare hands, I can break a bow and brush metal into pieces. I can leap over a wall. I can jump through a troop. He was being trained. Now, do you think it it was okay for the one who wrote the Lord is my shepherd to be face to face with a lion. What was God looking at when the lion came to take one of, one of the sheep? What was God looking at when a bear came to take the sheep? God was preparing David for the inevitable. And if I tell you what the inevitable is, you will not believe. You think the inevitable is Goliath. No, Goliath was stepping stone to the inevitable. Yes. <laughs> God was training him for that day. When the king said, you are, a, you are a young man. This guy is a man of war from his youth. He will eat you for breakfast. He said, Let's pause here, King. I need to give you a testimony. I was attending to my father's flock. Then the lion came. And I jumped at the lion took the sheep out of his mouth, and tore him into pieces. Then a the bear came. I didn't know it was Mary Hazel, but I jumped at it. A good shepherd was prepared to lay down his life for the flock. A good shepherd is not high, and I'm looking for another word. Uh, uh, who are the people who kill butcher. butcher? A shepherd is not a butcher looking for lamb chops. The king, I jumped after the lion, I jumped after the bear. The God who delivered me from the paws of the lion and from the paws of the bear, he would deliver me first from this uncircumcised Philistine and then he would deliver him into my hand. Well, Saul did not have such experience of Ajebotani. <laughs> you know, Ajeborah. <laughs> he was the tallest in Israel until God brought someone taller. It was not battle of heights. Do you understand me? Imagine when that preparation was going on. David did not know that God was training him for the day of his opportunity, when He would reveal him to all of Israel. And that day came. Oh, what killed Goliath? A stone? A sling? None of those. No, he died twice. He fell down dead and his head was cut off using his own spear or using his own sword. What killed Goliath was simple. If you don't have relationship with God, you cannot go to such battle. He said, you come against me with spear and I'm coming against you in the name of the Lord of hosts. The God of the armies, it was the name of the Lord. That was a high tower for David and a destructive weapon against his enemy. Do you understand me? Do you know when Saul asked Job? Was he Abner? Was he Abner at that time? Okay, the head of the army. He said, Who son is this young man? He said, I don't know. (laughs) Tell your neighbor, who no, no, go no. no, no, no. Monkey go go market. (laughs) He no go return. Who no, no? Go no. I love what I read in my Bible prof. The Bible says he took the head of Goliath in his hand. God will give you miracle with evidence that cannot be denied. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Not only that, the Bible says he brought the armor of Goliath into his tent. But what happened to the sword of Goliath? It was his first food. Yes. He kept it in the, in the temple. When your first food leaves your hand, it does not leave your life. It is got another battle is ahead where God is going to return it to you in multiplied proportion so that, that that one sword will become, will have a multiplier effect that those who follow you, unlike Saul, who kept one sword for himself and once everyone who followed will have his own sword that's why you must understand the bible the devil is not going to come knocking at your door when I'm there he's not going to come when the pastors are there he's going to come when no one is there and you must carry your own sword and stand toe to toe with the devil can I hear amen yes. you really don't know what I love in this story you want to know when eventually you go before the king say, whose son are you is that I am the son of Jesse, the Bethlehemite, your servant. Do you know who your dad is? Or are you confused? Do you understand your DNA? I cannot be your father and you, 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 you will lack. You will not know how to live a, a very orderly life. That's not me. I've demonstrated that before you for 30 years, God forbid, that you carry the DNA of a bastard. Because a bastard is not one born out of wedlock in the New Testament, it's one without discipline. Anyone with a father does not chastise a bastard, is illegitimate. You cannot afford to be an illegitimate child in this fallen world. Do you understand me? You must know who your father is. Who is your father? Whose son are you? I'm the son of the Bethlehemite. Do, 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 do you really understand that? I, I, can, I, can I go a step further? I was in Malaysia. <laughs> if Dr. Jonathan David is watching this now, he'll be laughing. One of his sons came to me. He said, uh, Dr. Bakari, the way he called me, I knew there was trouble. I said, yes. He said, I need for you to help me. He said, Dr. Jonathan David has really taught me and fed me and is my spiritual father. But this other man from the Caribbeans is giving me platform to minister. And Dr. Jonathan David does not give me such platform. Who is my father? I said, I will answer your question next session and I preached a message titled, if you don't know your father, ask your mother. <laughs> Except she's been sleeping around. The man didn't greet me anymore. <laughs> Tell your neighbor, if you don't know your father, ask your mother. She should know. I <laughs> said she was drugged or confused. You may have 10,000 instructors, You have only one father, Paul said. He said, I have begotten you through the gospel. Don't misrepresent us outside, don't put your hand in things that will embarrass you and embarrass us. Don't be part of the generation that are eating with both hands and forget about tomorrow. You understand me? They run away when the rubber hits the road, they go into hiding. The fear of EFCC is the beginning of cowardice. If you have not stolen, they say EFCC is coming, you won't catch cold. But they say EFCC, your blood pressure, (laughs) I can't remember who gave the, who, who told me the story of a man trying to locate abroad because he had soiled his name and soiled his hands and was waiting for his son to just pass jam or pass his exam so that he can relocate properly. And while he came, <laughs> he was waiting at the door. He said, oh, I just want to know what is called in physics, chemistry, biology, and math. All those four. That's what we have been waiting for. He said, Physics E, chemistry F, biology C, math C. And then he had cocoa on the door. All he had was EFCC. <laughs> he fainted. <laughs> why are you afraid of EFCC? If you have not done evil, they won't come for you. David eventually faced the inevitable. Who, what was the inevitable for David? It wasn't Goliath. That's why he never bothered himself to write one psalm. To show his victory over Goliath. No. No. He knew that was the Lord, not him. Thanks so much for listening. We have to end it here today. But it's been a real joy to come into your homes to unveil the truth of God's word. This message we continue in a subsequent episode. I pray that the truth you've embraced will not only set you free, but it will empower you to impact your environment positively as God's representative in your sphere of influence. Till we meet again on this platform, remain sandwiched between the peace of God and the God of peace. God bless you richly. Bye for now.